Blog Talk Radio. champion Trey Essex. He'll join us. We'll break down the Steelers. We'll preview the Steelers versus Jacksonville divisional AFC divisional round matchup. I'm going to break down the keys to the win, how the Steelers offense can do their thing against a very, very strong Jacksonville defense. And you know, some more Steeler drama coming around now with the Le'Veon Bell news that we heard today released by ESPN's Jeremy Fowler about Le'Veon Bell possibly next year, 2018, if he's franchise tagged by the Steelers once again. Possibly sitting out the whole 2018 season and even contemplating maybe a retirement. So a lot of news, you know, a lot of updates. Mike Mitchell said, you know, a few days ago, hopefully the Steelers people don't think now that they're looking ahead to New England, if that's a possibility, because Mike Mitchell said, we're going to play the Patriots and we're going to beat them this time. So, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of drama. It's been a drama-filled season for the Steelers. Obviously still had a good season at 13-3. and three. So we'll be right back. We'll be right back in just a minute, and when we come back, Trey Essex will join us. We are back here on the Steeler Nation podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Candelaria, and now joining me on the line, two-time Super Bowl champion, former Steeler offensive lineman, Trey Essex. How are you doing today, Trey? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing great. Again, Trey, thanks for taking the time and joining us today to talk about the Steelers matchup versus the Jacksonville Jags. Man, it's going to be a good one this weekend. Um, I'm excited to see our boys playing after two weeks, uh, especially against this team, um, who, when they put that shellacking on his way back in week five or six, I can't remember. But quite honestly, I can say it was – probably one of my lower moments as a Steeler alum and Steelers fan. So I'm looking forward. We're a better team than we were at that point. They're a better team, but I don't think they've improved as much as we have. And uh, I'm looking forward to this matchup. 
Right, and you don't see Big Ben throwing five picks out there every week. He's one of the top quarterbacks in football. Before we, you know, sort of get into that Jacksonville matchup, I know the little I saw your tweet today about it, but obviously the news that broke, you know, just a, maybe a couple hours ago about Le'Veon Bell and, you know, the franchise tag and possibly sitting out of the season or retiring. I just wanted to get your whole take on that. I know you being a player, you know, hearing things from the media, just what's your whole take on that Le'Veon Bell situation, especially, you know, coming up just a few days before the Jacksonville matchup? I really, I really don't have a huge take on it. It's just it was an interview, and he said uh, so he answered a question that uh, Jeremy Fowler asked him, and he answered it honestly. I, I think at this point that I mean Le'Veon has made his position clear, uh, so I really thought the answer to his question was kind of redundant. Um, he, we know that he wants to get paid. He, he, he wants to get paid his value. And as any business man, business person would tell you, that's what you want. You know, it's all about getting paid what you're worth to a particular company or whatever. And, you know, I don't have any qualms at all with Le'Veon saying that. I know the timing isn't the best uh, as far as the fan is concerned, but I mean, there isn't really a good time. He's going to be labeled, whichever way he is, but I think he's earned more than his fair share to say his piece with him toting the ball 400 plus times this year, one of the heavier workloads in the history of the NFL. So it's not a matter of if he has a heart or not, he just wants to get paid his worst. So he said it, uh, he answered the question. It's not like he brought it up himself. Um, he just, I mean, he's a football player. He wants to get paid. He knows at most we have three games left and, you know, that that's going to be a situation that comes about sooner than later. And, I, I mean, it's not – he didn't bring it up. Again, I think Jeremy Fowler brought it up. We've been our fair share of drama this year, and we still managed to go 13-3. and three. So, I think it's pretty – we should have this much drama every year if that's the case because I think <laughs> the team is pretty much hardened at this point. Uh, this is not – this is a non-issue. Yeah, I agree with you. And like you said, you know, the timing – could have been off, but like you said, he answered a question, answered it truthfully. He's not like, he, you know, he's straight up. He's been like that the whole before the season started, obviously held out for a little bit throughout the preseason. So Le'Veon's been Le'Veon the whole year, but, you know, the Steelers need Le'Veon. He, he wants to get paid. I assume he will because, I mean, he does so much for this team. 400 touches is, you know, the, just the running back. That, that position is really tough, especially the hits they take. But anyway, I mean, like you said, drama-filled season still finished 13-3. and So, I mean, this team's got to be destined to go somewhere. Like you were saying, when you jumped on the show, you know, Jacksonville, they really, you know, gave it to Pittsburgh in week five. I just, Big Ben threw five picks. That's not really, you know, normal for him to do. One of the top two quarterbacks probably right now in the league with Brady, but at this moment at least. And just what do you think the Steelers offensively, you know, have to do, you know, to, to the, you know, be productive against this really strong young Jacksonville defense? I mean, they not to take anything away from Jacksonville, they played a great team, and they have the secondary that can match up with the many weapons that we have on offense between uh, A.J. Boyer and Jalen Ramsey. And then they have Selvin Smith, who's a great coverage linebacker, Paul Puzlinski, Pittsburgh native, uh, who's a great tackler, and then what they did with the O-line with Calais and Malik Jackson and the the, the young guys they have, uh, Fowler and the – and work a or whatever his name is, the other guy that has like eleven plus sacks. I mean, they yeah. they pretty they have everybody um, that you would want as far as the defense is concerned. But I think when they when we played, I think that score didn't really tell the story. I know 
it was even with the two pick sixes and the five interceptions, they were only up two touchdowns. We were very much into that game. Uh, and then for that, that right, they had a t- garbage time touchdown that really made the score look a lot worse than what it really was. So even with all those turnovers and, you know, the Jackson really played well offensively uh, that game, we were, we weren't out of it. And I think we are a much better team. Juju, the, the league didn't really know Juju at that point. And you saw what he's done in that time frame. Um, ben, you, you see what his numbers have been. He's been, one of the best, if not the best quarterback since that game. The whole, I don't think I have it anymore when he was pretty much, you know, just playing with the media. I think he's shown that he has it and he has it at an elite level. So he's put those uh, doubters and critics to rest. But um, it's going to, we're a lot different team, a lot better team. And our defense has matured a lot since then as well. Um I just I know we had the two injuries this week with Artie Burns and uh, Stefan, but it seems Stefan to it. I seems like they're going to be okay for this game this weekend. So I think we're going to be fine. I think we just got to stick to the script, do what we do best. Don't let Blake Bortles run for ninety yards like he did last week against <laughs> Buffalo. And I think we'll be okay. No, I totally agree. And a lot of the and there was a lot of criticism back in week five during that game when you know. The Steelers passed 50-something times against probably the best pass defense in football, and at the time they weren't a great run defense. They're, they're a pretty good run defense right now, but at the time they weren't, and Le'Veon Bell got, I mean, about 15 carries. And obviously a couple weeks after that they started feeding him the ball a lot more, and he you know, was doing his thing, and the Steelers started to win games. So do you think that Le'Veon is going to be the key to this game, or what, what do you think the big, biggest key on the offense side is? It could be multiple, because I think um, obviously everybody wants to see how Antonio is when he gets back. I think um, Juju in the slot is going to play a huge part. Um, they can't make up everybody. They have two good corners, and I still think that um, those corners, as good as they are, I don't think – I mean, Antonio still had a pretty good game against uh, Jalen Ramsey. I think he had over 100 yards. He had like 150. Game. Right, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So, Antonio still got his, and – Jalen's a really good corner, and I think Martavius and Juju, all those guys have shown up in a big way since Antonio went down, and that did nothing uh, help our offense get to an even higher level uh, come playoff time when we see all three of them finally, uh, especially with Martavius showing up the last uh, three weeks of the season. I think that boded well for his confidence and his part in this offense. Um, but, of course, uh, Le'Veon is going to sip the tone. The offensive line, the guys in the trenches, you know, pushing their D line back and again making and letting Le'Veon do what he does best. You know, he's gonna get his carries and he's gonna get his catches out of the backfield. It's gonna be how many yards and how efficient we are with those touches that he gets. It's definitely gonna be key to the game. Right, totally agree. And you know, flipping it over to the defensive side of the ball, like you said, uh the couple injury practices yesterday were uh, Artie Burns and Stefan too. It does look like they will both be okay for the game this weekend. You know, the defense has gotten a lot better, like you said, from then. Obviously, we we were agreeing on that. The score really didn't look as bad as it was because, honestly, if you really think about it, there's really like really like 13 points there, really, honestly, if you think about it. You take away the garbage time touchdown around there. But, I mean, the defense has gotten way better. Joe Hayden is back. And, and Joe Hayden, he, he's for real. So, I'd suck right. Shay's ears nope. down. And suck Shay's ears down, but the defense has gotten a lot better. And, you know, just pretty much he's got to force Blake Bortles to throw. I just wanted to hear your whole, your whole take on that because 
Fournette, you know, he, he he can be stopped. He's a beast, but he can be stopped. So I mean, I think I, that's got to be the key to that defensive side. Definitely, definitely. Um, our D line Cam is going to do his thing. I'm I'm looking for a big game. Oh yeah, from Cam and and to it in the middle. I think nobody can block Cam one on one. I think he got overshadowed, and I think the All Pro team finally showed showed him some much deserved justice because he is definitely. Definitely should have got voted to the Pro Bowl, but the All Pro was a is an even bigger honor, and they they did right by him because he definitely deserved that honor. So I don't think he can get blocked one on one. But the thing is, they're gonna. I think that it's gonna really come down to T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree staying disciplined. Uh, we saw last week when Blake Bortles has a guard or a center in his lap, he tends to scramble out to the right or to the uh, left, and if he can do that, then he's going to pick up – he's going to keep uh, drives alive for that Jaguars offense. So the key is for Cam, instead of to push that pocket back for it, but TJ and Bud not to get deeper than Blake. Make him throw the ball because he will give the ball to the defense. You just got to give him time. Like, he's going to throw it to us at some point, but we just got to be patient and not get too anxious to get sacks. Just collapse the pocket in on him, and I think he'll be great. And another guy – that I think has been playing well, and he's finally got used to his position as Sean Spence. I'm looking forward to how he comes. I think he really showed out in that Cleveland game. He's going to be the guy that's going to lead the charge. He's the one that's going to have to step in uh, Shazier's uh, shoes and play a big role for us. I think he's distinguished himself as that guy next to Vince in the middle. And uh, how he plays in the run, keeping Fournette, to minimal yards after contact and beating him at the line of scrimmage is going to go a long way because when Jacksonville gets the offense rolling, it's when Fournette's having success and Blake Bortles can move the pocket with play action pass. So, um, obviously, Joe Hayden being back, I think him and Artie, uh, you know, if they can lock down uh, their, their receivers, they're only, their major threat, I think, in this last half of the year has been that dude, Keenan, Keenan Cole. He's a big playmaker. So you keep mm-hmm. him in check and uh, you keep uh, Fournette in check. I think Blake Bortles gives us maybe as many turnovers as Ben gave them the first time around. Right. Another guy on that defensive side, too, as well at the safety position is Mike Mitchell. We did hear, you know, you know, a few days ago, Mike Mitchell came out and said with a Sports Illustrated article that, uh, they're going to play. He says they're going to play New England again, and this time they're going to beat them. Do you think? How do you take that? Do you take? You don't. Do you think this team is looking ahead of Jacksonville? Do you think not? Like, what's your whole you know thoughts on that? I, I saw today when he came out uh, that that interview, that that quote was taken from an interview he gave mm-hmm. uh, about a month ago. I guess after the Cincinnati game, whenever asked about New England. So at that point, they didn't even know they were about to play Jacksonville. Oh, that was a while but, ago. Of course. Yeah, uh, it comes course, out at the wrong uh, time. <laughs> comes out the wrong time, and you know they uh, guys like our our companies like Sports Illustrated, ESPN, they know what they're doing. They know how to get people to click the button, and and, and Steelers are an easy um, a easy target, I guess, for media people because we've had a lot of that drama. So it's easy to believe that we would say something like that the week of, especially when Tomlin came out with. Uh, what he said like two weeks prior to the first New England matchup. So, albeit it wasn't this week that he said that, but, I mean, I don't – obviously you can't look for it. That's uh, past the team in the playoffs. We all know that. We saw what happened to us when we looked past our 
when we didn't take Denver too seriously, which I don't think that was the case, but Tim Tebow, who people thought couldn't throw the ball mm. through 300 mm. yards against us. <laughs> and uh, that was the we saw what happened. That team was 12-4, and four, and we had Super Bowl written all over us, and then uh, we made it taking the team too lightly, and we saw Tebow deliver that strike to Demarius Thomas and end our season there. So there is no there is no doing that in the NFL. And I think Tomlin knows that he'll get these boys ready. And that that remark by Mike Mitchell is no way that we're looking past Jacksonville to New England, especially with what happened with Jacksonville earlier in the year. Oh yeah, of course. You know, and Mike Mitchell always ready. You know, he loves to hit big big hit around defense. And yeah, and like you said, oh my God, I can't 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 always remember that uh, Denver. And of course, eight and eight and had a home game, which you know that was rough. But right. you know, right, right, it, it, it happens though. But I mean, I think this is a really a really good chance this year. And a guy like Antonio Brown, which I, I should have brought up during the offensive end. I mean, he's been out for it's about to be probably like the fourth week of rest because he missed the last two games, and then the the two uh, the wild card game and now the division round. So he's back, and you know he's a big time player and it's a big time. Dude, I I really can see Antonio Brown shining in this game. I know he's limping a little bit here and there, but I I think he he's really obviously a great competitor. I I, I think he's poised for a big game. What do you think about him? He's I mean he's the best. Uh, I think people at this point you missed the last three weeks of a of a season and you still be the league in receiving. That that says something. So. Um, obviously, AB reputation precedes him. Uh, if you don't know about, if you know about his numbers, you know about his work ethic as well. What he does behind the scenes, and it's not so much behind the scenes now anymore. He puts a lot of that footage on social media of how hard he works. The man has a work ethic that's comparable to the great Jerry Rice. When you people used to hear about his epic workouts, I think Antonio Brown and how he prepares for the game is right up there. And I'm sure he took the the same approach with his rehab. And so um, the guy, if he says he's ready to go, you got to trust him at his word. He's a consummate professional and he'll be ready to go. And I can't imagine him not being as effective as he was the first game because I mean, this is the playoffs. He said it earlier this week. This is the playoffs. You got to give it your all out there. And he's had the benefit, although he was rehabbing from an energy, the rest of his body was able to rest. And he hasn't had to take any hits the last four weeks. So it's going to be very interesting to see that man out there. He is a superhero. When Ben said he's he's not from this world, he's right. He was right because the dude. Is, uh, <laughs> I mean, for for a guy to have as many catches and touches as he's had over the years and this is his first like significant injury like in like five plus years or whatever that just tells you how how much he he dedicates to his craft how much time he dedicates to preparing and getting his body right and I'm sure he was on top of his rehab and he's going to come back with a vengeance yeah like you said you know getting his body right very very durable guy and even missing the last two games of the season you still think you know does a shot at that MVP award? Unfortunately, no. I mean, they're going to give it to <laughs> old man Brady. Brady. <laughs> or, or Gurley. I think Gurley's a dark, the dark horse. I think he did great things in L.A. So I'm hoping that he gets it, but it's probably going to be Tom Brady. And Gurley did have a great year as well. It'd be nice to see him get it too, especially not maybe not just a quarterback. But again, I'll trade right. again for joining us. Before I, before I let you go, man, I want to get your. I want to get a prediction on the game this week. I want to get a score. I want to get something. I say, 
Pittsburgh puts on a show. We get three touchdown passes from Ben, two rushing touchdowns from Le'Veon. Wow. Uh, 35 to 17. I think we got, we got a big a show coming up. Dominant performance. <laughs> Hey, that, that'd be real nice to see because, you, you, you know, you see a lot of – it does get kind of annoying sometimes. You turn on a ESPN or a Fox Sports sometimes, and you always see how uh, – obviously Jacksonville's defense is the real deal, and, and, you know, they're legit. So, I mean, what they're talking about is absolutely right. But, you know, just I, it just I, I just need the game to be over. I, I need us to win because it's kind of annoying when they say, oh, Jacksonville could win, could win, could win. No, nah, I just need to cross it out. We need to get on to New England, man. Right, right. We, uh, especially with New England – playing on Saturday, and they got that, that extra day. We need to put this game away early. Uh, and so and so we can get back, relax, and uh, get ready for the next week. So I'm hoping, I'm tired of all this, those those three or four games that we, <laughs> we won by a field goal was way too much drama for me this year. I'd rather just have a carefree Sunday, uh, be nice and calm at around 3 o'clock, knowing that we got this game in hand. But this is the playoffs. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I say thirty-five, seventeen, but I would not be surprised if it was closer, just because I have that respect for Jacksonville. They have done a great job. Tom Coughlin has done a great job with that team, and that defense is the real deal. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was close. I just think the rest that we got with all our weapons getting on the field for the first time in a playoff game, uh, I think we're going to be all right. I think we'll be all right as well. I think we're going to pull out this W. But, Trey, thanks again for joining us, taking the time with us today, talking about your predictions and all the thoughts for the Steelers this week. Again, thank you very much, man. All right, no problem. Have a good one. That was former Steelers offensive lineman Trey Essex, two-time Super Bowl champion, coming on the show to break down, you know, preview the Steelers' uh, divisional round game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you've been listening to the Steeler Nation podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Candelaria. And, you know, we'll be back. We'll, we'll have a show posted on Friday. Oh, actually, not Friday. That's tomorrow. We'll post it on Saturday, the day before the game. We will have a show posted then. I'll be joined by Donnie, who I will have on, uh, like he said before, he's on our last show. He is one of our top writers and top contributors for SteelerNation.com. I like having him on the show. I think he's going to be a really good co-host for the show. So he'll be on a lot in, you know, the next couple of weeks. Hopefully we're to the Super Bowl by then. But he'll be on. And we'll definitely, if we can get the W next week, we're supposed to get Jacob Klinger on because, you know, he brings a lot of insight throughout the locker room. He was, we were supposed to get him on a couple of days ago, but a lot of confusion there. But So we will get him on and get a lot of the insight from the locker room. But tomorrow, Donnie will join us. And we'll also be joined well, Saturday. I keep saying tomorrow, but Saturday. We'll also be joined by Steelers offensive lineman Chris Hubbard. He'll talk about, you know, the game and, and what the Steelers expect for Jacksonville. So, again, you've been listening to the Steeler Nation podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Candelaria. Throw us a follow on Twitter at Steeler Nation on Instagram, at SteelerNation.com. Search us on Facebook. Go on the Facebook search bar, search SteelerNation.com, and on our website, of course, SteelerNation.com. Tyler Kindler is signing off with the Steeler Nation podcast. Have a good one, everybody. I cannot change And it hit Deep off in the main Eminem Sweet like candy cane